Vancouver looked wonderful. So I have to keep in mind that I am the only one standing between you and our opportunity to welcome back to the state of Wisconsin and to North Division High School, President Barack Obama. Uh, but before I get there, I want to thank Tony Evers for that incredible introduction, his powerful words, and his leadership in standing up. Uh, and together uh, with his running mate, Mandela Barnes, who, by the way, represents a new generation of leadership that Wisconsin so needs. Um, together, they are going to fight for affordable health care for all. They're going to fix our crumbling roads. <laughs> And they are going to fully fund public education from early childhood through college. So in reflecting on this moment and the opportunity to welcome our president back to Wisconsin, I was reflecting on a particularly special moment in my time, not in the Senate, but when I was in the House. And that was the opportunity to be at the White House when President Obama signed the Affordable Care Act into law. Obamacare into law. And so I wasn't close enough to be able to hear what uh, Joe Biden whispered to him beforehand. But I remember so much how I felt at that moment. I felt that a lot of work that I had engaged in for many, many years was being seen through. You know, many of you are familiar with the fact that I was a child with a pre-existing health condition. I got very sick when I was nine years old in the hospital three months. And my family then struggled to find any insurance company that would cover me because I was labeled as a child with a pre-existing health condition. And I grew up believing that was wrong, that no parents or grandparents or foster parents should ever have to lie awake at night and wonder what they would do in the event of an illness or an injury. And in that grand room in the White House, as President signed that law, I realized we had crossed an incredibly important milestone. That, that protection was now written in law. I also remember another uh, aspect of that, and that is something that I really pushed for in the House was an amendment that covers young people on their parents' health insurance until they turn 26. Um, and I will tell you just from the perspective of somebody serving Wisconsin in office that it was really anticlimactic the night that it passed. It was like the middle of the night. We'd been in markup for days, et cetera. And it kind of passed without any fanfare. But just yesterday, I was on a campus in western Wisconsin, uh, UW River Falls. And I asked everyone in the room, I said, raise your hand if you are 
under 26. And a lot of hands went up. And then I said, put your hand down if you are not on your parents' insurance. No hand went down. And it's, yeah, it's a moment like that when you realize that together we really can do things. And the participation matters, and it matters deeply. Now, since the election of 2016, we have seen a concerted effort to take away the protections guaranteed in the Affordable Care Act. We've seen it from the administration. We've seen it in the courts. And we have seen it from the special interests. And when you started seeing it last summer, I mean summer of 2017, you got involved, you spoke out, you organized. And I remember that night in the Senate when that measure to strip away people's health care went down by one vote. McCain, thumbs down, right? And I, and I came home to Wisconsin and I was talking with constituents and voters and they said, thank you, Tammy. And I said, no, thank you, because you made that moment possible. You made that moment possible. We had some incredible efforts that, at least for now, have succeeded. And we've also had some incredibly disappointing moments that show us how powerful those special interests are. I don't know how many studied deeply the tax measure that passed last year. 83% of the benefits go to the top 1% and big multinational corporations. 83% of the benefits. You know, I, I thought about it. If, if it had been the other way, and it should have been the other way, where 83% of the breaks went to hardworking families and middle class individuals, it would have had my vote, no doubt. But I want to remind you about some of the things that were said about that measure at the time. It would pay for itself, we were told. How hard do you have to work to make a $2 trillion mathematical error? Oh my goodness. And the very people who said it would pay for itself and are now seeing the impact of the deficit it's caused, what are they talking about doing? Not paring it back, but going after Social Security and Medicare. Earned benefits, earned benefits. You know, the other thing we were told is that the benefits were going to trickle down. Don't worry if the disproportionate amount of the benefits go to the very top, because you'll see wage increases and investment in training. You know, most of it went away to stock buybacks, which really don't help, for the most part, hardworking people. Now, I raise this issue and go into such great depth because it shows you who's really running things right now in Washington. To put together a measure that so disproportionately benefits these powerful interests means that 
they have influence and persuasion over way too many people working in Washington, allegedly for you. And that is what a lot of this election comes down to. Now, I don't know if you noticed, but there are a few attack ads against me in the last year and a half. Maybe you saw one or two on television. I became the top target of special interests, super PACs in the country. And I kept thinking to myself, why Wisconsin? Why me, right? And then I decided I am going to wear this like a badge of courage and a badge of honor. Because you know what? They figured something out. I don't work for them. I work for you. Um, you know, I, I think a lot about that health care bill and all the attacks that our coverage is under right now. As I said, it brought me to public service. But health care is also so deeply personal, so deeply personal. And I think about the folks who are the recipient of this big tax measure and the folks who are fighting to take away the protections that we fought so hard to get passed. And then I think about people in Wisconsin who after the last election, took it upon themselves to be more involved than they've ever been before. So I just want to tell you about two. Diane is from Western Wisconsin. She has multiple sclerosis. I met her as an activist who would come and talk about needs for more funding for research so that we could get better treatments and a cure for multiple sclerosis. She's had the diagnosis for 25 years, and she's been on a medication that stems and slows the progression of her symptoms. She turned 65. She signed on to Medicare, and she needed to find a new drug plan. And she found that her medication wasn't covered. So she, I think she'd admit naively, said to her husband, well, let's just figure out how much it costs. And the answer was $90,000 a year. And she had that conversation with her husband that you would never wish on anybody. And she decided she would stop taking it. I'm also happy to tell you that Diane is still an activist. But she now has a new cause. And that is holding those drug companies accountable for jacking up prices without any justification. And we're working together because she knows I'm not afraid of those powerful interests. I also just quickly want to tell you about Jenny. I met Jenny just a few months ago. I was talking about coverage for people with pre-existing conditions, and she came up to me and she said, I want to tell you about my family's story. Jenny's son, I uh, was diagnosed with cancer at age 17. Jenny and her family live in Oshkosh, but they basically moved to Milwaukee to Children's Hospital while he was getting an aggressive regimen of chemotherapy. You know, she was at his bedside on election night in 2016. 
And there was a small television set in the room, and she saw the results coming in. And her first response was, oh, that's not what was supposed to be happening here. And she was watching the Wisconsin results come in. And then she realized that it was quite possible that Donald Trump would become our next president. And she told me that she burst into tears. Because she and her husband had insurance, and it was covering her son's treatment. But she knew the cost, and she knew it would have ruined her family financially if she had to pay out of pocket or with partial coverage. And she knew when she watched the results come in that this was now under threat, and that she knew that her son would be forever labeled as a person with a pre-existing health condition, possibly unable to get health insurance in the future. Now, the great news is that Jenny and her son, uh, well, her son is 18 months in remission. Yes, 18 months. The other news is, like Diane, and like almost everyone in this room, if not everyone in this room, that Jenny and her son are now activists. They're organizing. They're understanding their own power to change, bring about change in this election. There are important issues, not literally on the ballot, but figuratively on the ballot. Healthcare is on the ballot. Our environment and clean water is on the ballot. Equality is on the ballot. Net neutrality is on the ballot. Education is on the ballot. And you have the power. So go to TammyBaldwin.com slash early vote. If you're in Milwaukee County, that'll show you exactly where you can vote and when you can vote. Please do it today or tomorrow. Don't leave it till the last minute. Thank you and know your power.